0: going Bird, we're, we're freezing we're freezing down here literally shaking in my little boots actually i'm in crocs and socks at the moment not the way but i don't know it is nippy outside nippy yikes um good evening and welcome to pardon me alex your only lumberjack basketball podcast out there Number one, baby. Number one. One and only. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. We have an episode for you today. Tonight, I rather, 6 o'clock at night, we are going to be talking about the Seattle U game from Saturday night. It's going to be a raucous good time. It's going to be an interesting discussion. Uh, It was a hell of a game, and I can't wait to get started Um, we had a really long weekend, a lot of things going on and needless to say, we are tired (laughs) and this weather does not help. No, I just
1: want to cuddle up with my cats and sleep.
0: Same. However,
1: the cats are on the, the shit list right now because I got in bed at a semi-decent time last night, not as early as I would prefer on a, on a weeknight, but, um, And I slept pretty good most of the night till about uh, 5 a.m. this morning or a little bit before whenever, for some reason, Scotty was trying to open the door to the hallway and the the sound of the door like rattling woke me up in a panic because it sounded like someone was in my house. So that was nice to wake up to. Then I couldn't really go back to sleep and the McGonagalls just pacing around meowing instead of jumping on the bed. So... Fun. Cats, man. Because you know the the last like hour and a half of sleep is the best. If you get woken up during that, it's like,
0: yeah, because you're like cycling out of REM and like it's just a deep sleep, and then you're cycling out and waking up slowly, and it's like, oh, and then you could easily pop fall back asleep too if you're not careful. Oh, My God, that was me this morning. As soon as I woke up to go to the bathroom, it was like six thirty, and my alarm had went off, and I was like, "I have to get up now because if I don't, I will crawl back into bed, and then I will be late for work." So,
1: yeah, it's like I saw, so uh, one of my friends who I used to work with at the bank posted this little—I always call them memes, but it's not a meme. It's like when it's like someone else's post from social media that's funny. Why is sleeping at night so hard? But sleeping in the morning is like drifting away on a soft, fluffy cloud while Adele sings you a lullaby. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, no, spot on there. Absolutely. Why is it so accurate? It's very accurate. It's very accurate. Oh my gosh. All right, let's go ahead and get started with the episode. mess. This weather is not helping
1: the dew. Oh, no. My, mine's like ten
0: times fluffier than usual, but here we are. Here we are. I know before we started, I uh, I equated Jacqueline's hair whenever we logged on to uh, a French king in this, you know, 14th century with a wig on. Show it out. There it is. Look at it. Look. Legitimately. And if you're listening, just imagine, like, King Louis 14th and his wig hair.
1: Or like uh what's her name? Anne Hathaway on the the princess diaries or whatever. Not quite that
0: bad. Ooh, no, that's that's like a frizz ball. It's, yeah, it's, you look like a French king. You look like Louis the Fourteenth with a freaking wig on. That's what it looks like. I'm telling you, like a, a rich French aristocrat with a freaking wig on. In the best possible way. Aristocat. Okay. Aristocat. Meow. Oh damn, you got you got me there. You got me there. Oh, man. All right. So let's get started. Um, Like I said, before we uh, went through the whole entire spiel, beginning the podcast, uh, we had a very long weekend of alumni association events, man. We had a lot of stuff going on. We had stuff going on on Friday, Saturday. And it just, again, just kept kept going just things people, but we love it. I mean, honestly, I had a great time. There were a lot of people in town this weekend this past weekend that we don't normally get to see on a, on a weekly basis. So it was really fun to hang out with them and, and get to, you know, have a couple adult beverages with. Um.
1: Yeah, no, it was fun. We, we got to log some good times hanging out with, you know, some of our faves and some of our like OG alumni board members who came Mm -hmm. back and Mm -hmm. various people for the alumni ambassador assembly was awesome. Yeah,
0: had a great time. Yeah, had had an absolutely great time at the brewery on Friday night, and then also um, at the uh, alumni assembly uh, master assembly on Saturday morning. Even though it was at absolutely the ass crack in the morning, um, at least they had breakfast for us. But uh, yeah, no, had a great weekend. Had a good time. Saw a lot of people that we love seeing, and and hopefully we'll see them again soon. Hopefully for the Heckler Hayes. Um, alumni game and then also for our tile gate as well. So fingers crossed, because we love when our we love when our friends come to town. They're, they're always such a good time and uh, we love seeing them. But yeah, I mean, this Seattle game, holy moly. We, I, I mean, I guess on, let's see, what was it, Wednesday, the Wednesday game when we played UTRGV, like I wasn't too concerned about that game. I was already thinking about this game. And I was already getting anxious and like dreading it almost for this game, just knowing how well they had been playing. But then when they lost to Sam Houston, I was like, ooh. Could go one two ways. A hundred percent. Literally people kept DMing or asking me in person. And they're like, what do you think for Saturday? And I said, I'm going to be honest with you. Like Jacqueline said, one or two ways. Either they're going to play pissed because they lost to Sam Houston and they're going to come out swinging and they're going to come out all guns a-blazing or they're going to be still licking their wounds versus the loss against Sam Houston. And we're going to take advantage of it and play to our best ability and come out on the, on the W side. So yeah.
1: So on that note, our, uh, our his, general history background info with Seattle U is we had only played them once before mm-hmm. this one time we played them one time last season at their place. And we lost, 70 to 62, which actually wasn't that bad considering last season they were really at the top almost the entirety of conference as well. So I know
0: for some reason I had it in my head that we had lost by more last year. I don't know why. I just I, I think for some reason I just felt like we they had like kicked our absolute like shit in. That's what it felt like. But uh, when then when I looked at the notes and I saw that we had only lost by eight points, I was like, oh, okay. I think it was just a really contentious and tight game. And it was probably one of those games, away games, that we should have won and really needed to win. Um, but we didn't. So, yeah. Anyway, what else we got on there?
1: That's, that's it. That's all i put for the. Okay, oh, okay,
0: okay, cool. Played them that one time. All right. So, moving right along to the WAC standing. So now we're up to date. Um, it is a, it's wild up here in the wickety whack. So, uh, there's a lone team at the top at eight and two Utah Valley. Uh, and then there is a three-way tie for second. You got Seattle, U, Southern Utah and us all at seven and two. Then the next team down is Sam Houston at six and three. Then you have a three-way tie. (laughs) So second, third, three-way tie for fourth. Grand Canyon, California Baptist, and Tarleton, all at five and four. And then, it just keeps getting better. You have Abilene Christian at three and six. Then you have a three-way tie again, UTRGV, Utah Tech, and UTA, all at two and seven. And then you have New Mexico State trailing at the very bottom of the damn league at oh and nine. That's probably the most shocking. I think the second most
1: shocking is that Abilene Christian's so at the bottom right now.
0: I would have to agree with you on that as well. Yeah, three three and six, three and six. They're eleven and eleven on the year. Um, See that for
1: them, I really do.
0: I I do too. Like I feel as though just like with Sam Houston, like we're kind of like, well, maybe not so much with Sam Houston, but I feel like with Abilene Christian, it's more of like a frenemy status at the moment. And I feel, you know. I, I, it's just wild that, I mean, last year they were so good. And they're still good. And all of a sudden, they're just struggling. Yeah. Struggling. So anyway, so that's what the WAC standings are like. And, and you know, obviously the season is not over yet. We still have a whole nother month of February to get through. And then a few games in March, um, at the beginning of March. And so, I mean, honestly... Shit's still wide open. I mean, the fact that we're all so tightly close together up at the top eight and two, seven and two, six and three, like literally like one, two games going either win or loss in either direction can, can completely change the league and what it looks like. Um, but that's the standings at the moment. And then we move over to the resume seating. Again, not a lot of change there. Sam Houston, Utah Valley, Seattle U, Southern Utah, Grand Canyon, and then us at six. Still, um, yeah, it, it's it's gonna be like I said, hard. If we keep you know winning winning at home and winning away, obviously, hopefully some of the teams above us lose, and so that we can move up and gain some points on them. I mean, we're only about ten point not. Let me see. We're only about 10 points-ish down or below Grand Canyon, so we have 1.59 points, and they have 1.68 points, Um, and then the next is Southern Utah at 2.46, so that's a pretty big jump. Um, It's going to be, I mean, Sam Houston's at the top at 4.22. It's going to be really hard to catch up to them, Um, but... Again, never say never. Crazier things have happened. Um, But, yeah, uh, we really, 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 really got to continue winning at home and especially on the road. So, yeah, that is the standings in the seating as of now, as of today, as of Monday, January the 30th. I would like to give one quick shout out to my dad. It was his birthday yesterday. Daddy Dave turned a whopping 76 years old. Cheers to Daddy Dave. Only got water, but cheers. I have a flat A&W root beer, so there's that. (laughs) All right, so moving on to game notes.
1: All right. So uh, we talked about this some in the last podcast, so I, I won't discuss it in depth again, but we had we had the same starters we have the last few games, which was Cheryl, Nana, AJ, Jalil, and Rati. Mm-hmm. They
0: had
1: win 79 to 65. Our attendance was 3,303. And you got yeah. you got a note there on that?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure if I could go back and look again, but I'm pretty sure that might be the highest attended game of the season. Um, and if it's not, it was definitely the loudest game of the season. I, there was a lot of a lot of people there. Um, and again, even if it wasn't the highest attended, the people that were there were actually cheering and like doing stuff and and being involved in the game. Probably the most students I've seen at a game, even though they weren't all sitting together in the Purple Hay section, which I have I have comments about that. Um, some negative, some positive, but um, that's here nor there. But yeah, no, there were a lot of students there. Actually, I will say that They're, they just weren't all sitting in the Purple Hay section, which again. Um, and then there was a good number of community members and, and other folks too. I mean, obviously then a lot of the ambassadors were there from our ambassador assembly. Um, yeah, the, the tunnel the tunnel thing at the beginning of the game, it was packed, it was crowded down yeah. there. Um, the line for happy hour was, was, there was a line. Usually there's no line for happy hour. So that was awesome. Um yeah, no, it was a it was a really, really good game, it's, it's even on a crappy weather day. So I, I was really excited to see the the parking lot lot packed and people in seats, and you know that just needs to happen every single game, both guys and girls. And I just don't again understand what's keeping people away. Take us for five freaking dollars. Like you can't even go to dinner or go to a movie for that cheap. Like this is cheap ass entertainment people for two hours. not It's not, a, it's not asking for much, but, but yeah, so it was a great attended game. Very pleased with it. We just need to continue on that trajectory and keep going. So um, that was my little comment about that.
1: Yeah. I was actually very surprised um, considering the weather because yeah. a lot, a lot of people in NAC, especially, you know, there's quite a bit of older fans. I feel like who come and they don't want to get out when it's, rainy nasty cold whatever so i was i was really pleased that we had a good turnout
0: i agree same
1: you want to hit your other note now or you want to save it for grievance
0: well i guess i can just say the first part and then save the second part for the grievance um or i'll just say it now it's fine it's a game note um so uh, the, the only person that wasn't dressed out on Saturday was Robbie and he had been dressed out. He had been playing. Um, yeah. So Robbie apparently is having disc is- issues in his back. And so he was not dressed out. Yeah. Two thumbs way, way down. Um, so he's having disc issues in his back. He was wearing like this contraption on his back pretty much the entire game. Um, And so I asked the doc team doctor who sits across from us on the aisle and I just kind of leaned over and I said, Hey, is Robbie okay? And without going into too much detail, he said, yeah, he's all right. And then talking, he said his discs, I was like, okay. And then a few, you know, maybe like 30 minutes later, second half of the game, I leaned over again and I was like, is it something that requires like surgery? He goes, it will, if it doesn't sit his ass down and quit jumping up and down. Robbie, Robbie, please, for all that is holy, please don't make me come over there and duct tape your ass to the chair. Quit jumping. Relax your discs. Relax your back before we have problems. We were all doing so well. So game note, Robbie was not dressed out. Everyone else was that normally plays. The end. (sighs) Makes Makes my eye twitch, man.
1: Okay, so uh, Sean Kennedy's stat section, we had a field goal percentage of 53.4, mm-hmm. um, considerably higher than theirs. Theirs was 37.1. Mm. Also, our three point percentage was almost exactly the same at 53.3. That's not bad. Three point it's percentage. Great. It's great. Usually, yeah. 30 something. Their yeah. three point percentage was 18.2. Yeah.
0: Yikes. It didn't feel that bad. You know what I mean? Like I felt like they had more three point, but I guess not. Thinking back and looking at the stats. No. Right. They
1: they took a lot more than us too. They took 22, we only took 15.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see I'm 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 seeing that now. You're right. But man, I guess I guess it just happened. There was just like one guy that hit a couple. Oh, yeah, I see that. And it just felt like, oh, God, they the hit again with another three. But, yeah, they they took a ton.
1: All right, all right, all right. One the one player that was two of three. Then they had uh, a one of eight, one of two, zero of two, zero of two, zero of three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, our free throw percentage, another little measly percentage I'm not happy with, 56.3. Yes. Uh, theirs was about the same, though. Theirs was just 52.9. Uh, our points in the paint, we had 32. Um, They did outscore us on the points in the paint. They had 40. Uh, We had 13 points off turnovers, 12 second chance points, 13 fast break points. Uh, We had 35 bench points. Um, We had maybe the highest rebounds we've had this season, 43. Yeah, that's a lot. However, I do want to note, we only had nine offensive and 34 defensive. And uh, listen, I'm pleased as punch with 43 rebounds. Just saying our offensive boards are always, which I know the offensive boards are harder to get. I get that. Um, But that's a
0: huge
1: spread there.
0: Holy moly.
1: Yeah. Um, We had 19 fouls. They also had exactly 19 fouls. Um, we had 19 turnovers, which is not my favorite. They only had 12, uh, which when we were talking about points off turnovers, we only had 13. They had 24. So that was because we had a lot more um, um. turnovers from the score off of. Uh We had eight steals and four blocks. Our game leaders, and just know I just always read these in order of Points, But anyway, uh, Day Day had 15 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 block. So he had a double-double. Trell had 15 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. Rati had 12 points, 1 rebound, 2 steals. And then our Pilgrim's Pride player of the game, um, not the most points, but he had a double-double, 10 points, 12 rebounds, 1 assist, was Nigel. Yes. So we were talking the other night about how, well, last night, I guess. How great Nigel's been doing lately. So that was that was a great game for her. they all played great, but I, I I would agree with the um the the player of the game being Nigel on that one.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree as well. Obviously, for personal reasons, uh Trell would be my second, but that's just for personal reasons, because my god, I will explain in a minute. Um
1: he had, he had every stat but a block, so
0: yeah, exactly. Um, I would back to the back to the statistics you said about uh rebounds. The only other game where we had more rebounds, and I really don't want to count it because it was Laterno with 54. Um
1: so yeah, only D1 opponent that we've had that many rebounds.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh the the second highest was our UTRGV game at 40 and our UNC Greensboro game at 40 as well. Um yeah, so this is the highest of the season so far with D1 opponents. So, yeah, loving that. Loving that. And then, if I'm correct, oh, wait, no, that we're not. Okay. I was going to say if it was our highest three point percentage of the year, but it's tied with Utah Tech and Paul. Well, again, I'm just going to go by D1, I'm not going to go by D2 game. Um, UNC Greensboro was 58.
1: Whoa! I forgot it was that good.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. But other, but
0: other than that, then this this game in the in the Utah Tech game were the second highest of the year for Fair. D1 D1 opponents. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, what was our? Uh, never mind. I see it. We're good. Okay, cool. Love that. Love that for us. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I know I, I, the, the points off turnovers weren't as high as I was hoping. I guess it just seemed like it, we had a lot more points off turnovers in the moment, but um, yeah, because they had a bunch. They had twenty-four. Okay.
1: So they only had twelve turnovers.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They had twenty-four points off our turnovers.
0: Right. Um.
1: Yeah, no, they they didn't. I mean, they did really well in turnovers. Twelve—that's that's right where we would like to be. But
0: well, no, like we had nineteen turnovers, they had twelve.
1: Oh no, that's what I'm saying. They oh. only had turnovers. That's great. I would
0: like for us to be there. Oh yes, okay. Sorry, I thought you meant
1: mm-hmm. that
0: we had twelve turnovers. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: nope. I would love to be at twelve.
0: Yeah, no, I exactly same. Uh, I hate when we are when we have more turnovers than them. That was. Ugh, not ideal. Okay, so we'll just go straight into our oh no, sorry. Yeah, we already did the player of the game. All right, so moving on. Um strength. Let's start it off. What do you want to talk about?
1: Trell had to well, this is the beginning of the game, so I'll hit it first. Trell had been such a great start to this game. He had the first five points. Um, he got a great little two off and in inbounds and then a super far out three-pointer. And obviously he did not slow down with that. He was four of six from the three-point line. One on one, one of one for free throws,
0: played thirty one minutes, played a great game. Trell was on absolute fire, and I would like to say that it was sort of my doing wearing the trell silencer t-shirt and also bringing him his own se- se- his own silencer t-shirt. I would like to say that it was all me because before the game started, I literally literally, but before um. Right before they do the introductions, I literally waved him down. I was like, Trell, Trell, like a freaking idiot, like <laughs> an idiot. Okay, I feel like a stalker or something. I don't know. But it was just weird. I was like, Trell, Trell. And then I, like, he saw me and he, like, looked and I was like, "Ye." I think, I think it was definitely some good
1: juju. I'll agree with that.
0: Definitely some good juju because literally you should have seen his face. You weren't down there yet. You should have seen his face. His face lit up. He was like, <gasps> and then he pointed and said, yeah, like mouth, I got you. Like really hyped up. And I was like, I have one for you. And then it was just, the, that was the end of it. He was pumped. He was hyped up. He was hitting threes. He was he was playing good D. He uh he was all over the court. And I was, I mean, he had he was tied for high point. I was, I mean, yeah. woo! loving it, loving it. Two steals, three assists. Literally, like you said, had almost every stat line except for a block. Yeah. Oh my god. He had four threes, baby. Oh. Um, oh,
1: okay. So I, should, I meant to. To mention this one in the intro, but I forgot, so we'll we'll put it in the um, piece of strength, but we got to um, sit by one of the grad assistants whom we have not met yet, because he's usually working on cutting mm-hmm. up, from what his parents told us, uh, cutting up film and like uh, sectioning it out for like different pieces of film that they might want to glance at during halftime. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, one of our grad assistants who we have not met yet, his name is Brady Bass, his parents sat beside us, and they were very lovely and nice. They had driven in from Alabama. Um, but they're originally from Illinois and Brady was a grad assistant under Underwood at Illinois before he came here. Um, so his wife yeah. is the, is the blonde, um, girl who always is sitting by Julia, uh, who we haven't met yet, but, um, Oh, met. I didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. I Ooh, was like, okay, we have seen her a lot of games, but we haven't like officially met her. Um, but yeah, and then their their younger son was one of the ball boys for the game, so he was like all stoked. Uh, to, you know, they they were really nice. I was glad they got to make it out. They said they've been there since like Thursday or something, so they got a nice little tour of neck coaches, So
0: I well, love that. Yeah, no, I I honestly I'm glad that you that you did that investigative journalism here, figured out because yeah we've I've never had we know who they, I know who you're talking about. We just never have another yet.
1: They just told me I didn't. I didn't figure that out on my own. So
0: who? Oh. I will take credit for that. They, yeah. they divulged that for okay. Well, she wasn't she there, but then she like left. I or I don't know. Oh, well, because I she was sitting down there. Well she came.
1: To, uh, she was sitting behind us with Julia, like she normally does. But then she she did come down uh, when we were leaving. She oh, was standing
0: there with us. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, that's neat. Okay. Sweet. Yeah.
1: So. Neat new uh, people we got to sit with. Um, I'm gonna talk about AJ for a minute because,
0: because uh, why
1: not? Half of my notes uh, are on AJ. Um,
0: <laughs> Let me scroll. I'm sure I have some too.
1: And it was funny because so when I was conversating with uh, Brady's parents, they were both so nice. Um, uh, I asked if they, you know, normally watched the games, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we try to watch all of them or whatever." And so I was like, "Oh, who, who's y'all's favorite player?" You know, from watching. And uh, they were like, we really like AJ. Um, we really like watching him. And I was like, yeah, he's great. And I was like, just stick around after the game. Like, don't run off. Because I was like, a few of them will come by. Not all of them. But I was like, AJ always comes by. So you can like meet him say, hey, good game or whatever afterwards. But um, so I have so many notes on him. He had a great steal and fast break that was so, so beautiful. Three uh, mm-hmm. total steals in the game. But that one was wonderful. Um." He had a fast break with a, like one of the most beautiful passes I've ever seen to Trail for a three pointer. Oh my uh, god, that was
0: money, it was money.
1: I love sexual. Honestly, there's nothing that gets me more excited in basketball game than plays like that. Um, oh, my last but not least note on AJ. AJ damn near got a double double this game. Not because he had double digits in points. He had eight points. He's close. But he had a double digits and assist. Mm-hmm. He had 10 assists. And that's that's his job. Very, but it's very rare to see usually a double-double is points and rebounds. So to see one, um, almost one with points and assists, that's amazing.
0: No, I agree. But it should, I mean, but that's, you know what that tells me? Again, that just tells me that he he has such good court presence and he knows how to spread that ball around as, as, as point. You know what I mean? Like... He knows what he's doing, you know, and he's still, oh God, so great. I was, well, mm, uh, all right. So we got trial. We got AJ next. You know what I'm going to talk about? Freaking row.
1: He was going to be next on my list too. So hey. I, have it, I have it down on my notes. What a nice three pointer times three. He actually only made two, but I think one of them was very close and they, eventually called it a two even though they did
0: call it two. I I thought it was a three I held it a three I was like three and Jackson said oh they counted it was a two I'm like what uh, yeah I, I obviously I wasn't I didn't see where his feet were but it was damn near close to a three so I'm just gonna say it was a three in my heart and my head um yeah let, let me say let me talk a little bit about Rati where man man I just really wrote I literally all caps nice fucking game that's what I wrote in all caps He was hitting J's. He was hitting twos, floaters. He was playing so well, so well. Um, Let me – I mean, he had a few things, but I'll I'll go over that later. But um, majority of the game, he was playing so well. Um, His – let me get his uh, stat line up. He had 12 points, like we had talked about earlier, the two steals. Um, He had – the only one rebound, but those two three pointers were uh, money five and seven. I mean, I, I love when Ro has a good night point wise. He, that always makes me happy. Always makes um, him happy too. Gets him out of his head and out of a funk. And I, I love it, man. Woo boy, la 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 la, la 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 love. Okay, Nigel. Yeah. He has just been nuts these past few weeks. Just absolutely out of bounds. Insane. Insane. Um,
1: He's literally done better each and every game the last probably
0: six games, I would say. Mm hmm. Oh, 100%. I, these last couple, like literally the game against UC RGV where he played so hard he knocked his freaking contacts out twice. And then this game, he is working his absolute took us off. Literally working his ass off up and down the court, up and down the court, up and down the court. I got tired watching him. I mean, threes, layups, getting, getting steals, creating chaos on defense. He's everywhere. Yeah. Every, everywhere. everywhere. And he's coming off the bench. Yeah. I had made this note before I even did the
1: stats, but um, I was like, he's doing great battling for rebounds under the bucket on offense and defense. And yeah, sure enough, 12 rebounds. I mean, they were all defensive rebounds. But
0: disgusting though. 12 rebounds. 12,
1: 12. The most rebounds on the team. Of the game.
0: I know. See, okay, so Nigel had that double-double, and I am so, 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 so proud of him for that. But I cannot, I would be remiss if we did not bring up our boy Day-Day Hall. He had a double-double, too. Yeah. He, he had a really
1: good game. I only have one uh, negative note for him that's on the next section. But,
0: um. Yeah, Day-Day yeah. Hall, Day-B, double-double from him, 10 rebounds, 15 points. Uh, Four offensive, six defensive rebounds, seven to 12 uh, shooting. Um, He had a block. He had three assists. I mean, he was back, baby, big time. Um, I was so pleased. Oh, my God. His performance gives me chills. When he does his little, like, stop, turn, fake him out, over the shoulder, over the head, you know little layup little shot there by the rim and it he just he jukes him out every time and i just get antsy
1: yeah he's he's one of my favorite players to watch um and yeah he played great only
0: only stat line he didn't hit was the steal mm-hmm. um he has we've said this before and we'll say it again his court presence and intelligence is off the Richter scale he plays such an old school style of offense. It is just mind boggling how good this boy is. It's very fundamental. And that's what I love about it the most. Yes. Yes. And he never, another thing about him and I'll also tack on Derek with this too. Um, they both, they both are down there fighting for balls, their own shots, trying to get put backs. Trying to get their own rebounds, and those two—not saying that others don't—but those two, they stand out because they literally do not give up. Constantly, they are down there fighting dudes that are, you know, four or five inches taller than them, and they are, yeah, just making them look dumb. I agree. Just insanity. Just insanity. All right, let me go back through my notes. I'm, I'm trying to see if I didn't miss anything. Um, Talked about Trell, how he saw the shirt, freaked out. Threes, threes, threes. Um, ooh, oh, oh. Okay. Defense. Again, creating chaos, especially first half around the 16, 17-minute mark. Um, playing really good D. There were four turnovers in a row. Four in a row. Love to see it. Press you hardcore around 16, 17-minute mark in the first half. Four in a row. God, love to see it. Um, let's see here Some good passing um, There were some Obviously some bad moments of passing But we'll get to that But some, a couple good bounce passes into the lane um, And then of course A good bounce in for a three From JJP Holy shit that little bounce Literally JJP shoots the ball It bounces up I'm thinking oh shit not going in Bounces right back down into the hoop Love it I think he also
1: made if I remember correctly I think it was a 3 that was off the glass and I was
0: like got to call glass on that one next time buddy <laughs> I know let me look at his stats well yeah. he only made one 3 Oh, so well he, he only scored one one basket okay yeah and it was that one 3 yeah. that bounced in up up in up in up in the air and in um Let's see here. Great rebounding Nana. Uh where's he at? He had 4 rebounds obviously. Um not as more, not as many as as uh, Dayday and Nigel, but the 4 he had were like fighters. He was in the mix and I mean basically fighting his way into that rebound. So uh working hard under the basket tonight doing the best he could. Um
1: they had 6 rebounds. He was third on rebounds this game.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. He was. Yes. Um, oh Day Day with the offensive board after the free throw miss. I think it was Derek. I think that may have missed the second free throw and then Day Day got the offensive board immediately and then boom into the in the basket. Just the head-suckness. blocking out and getting the offensive board off of that and then getting in. I almost had a wide open ass three God yeah, I wish he would have made. God, that was.
1: I know, and I was wait. I was waiting on it too, cause. uh I know Brady's parents were sitting there beside us. Uh, I leaned over and I was like, he never shoots threes, but generally, almost always makes them when he does. So it was it was rare that he
0: missed that one. Still a I great know. shot.
1: But.
0: Still a great shot. I mean, honestly, wide open three, great shot, good look. Just had a little too much on it. I think a little too much, little too much sauce on it. Um. And then another note I had, great ball movement by the team, then boom, pass in the lane to nada, boom, reversed it in. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, and then one other note during his press or presser, post-game presser, Kyle said, this is the second game in a row that Kyle said that he was proud of the team win. And I was like, oh, good. I'm glad you're proud. <laughs> <laughs> so... Love uh, Anything else you got? Sure, they love to hear it
1: too. No, that's all I had. Okay, good. All right, moving on.
0: With the airing of grievances, I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. You. All right, start us off, girl.
1: So I'll start with this one because it's, it's not a huge grievance, but because um, Jay played amazingly, and this isn't any like, knock on him at all but i feel like there were several i don't like to use the term easy shots because none of his shots are are easy objectively because Mm -hmm. they're all ones that he has to work really hard for Mm -hmm. that's the type of player he is and with the size and the position he plays but a lot of them were the ones that he normally makes look easy and go in and several of them like just kind of bounced around and didn't go in and so i'm not i'm not like mad about it but i hate that for him because there were several that were like so close and just kind of bounced around and out and he probably would have had like 25 points um if those
0: few just like little iffy ones would have gone in but i know i know that was very stressful i i agree there um okay let me pull it up um obviously we talked about robbie not dressing out in in the game notes that is frustrating i i just want him to be cognizant of the fact that he has to make sure that he is chilling it if he's on the bench sitting there he needs to sit his butt down quit jump i know he gets excited i get it and i love his passion and i love his fire but when you're injured and you're hurt tone it down
1: yeah um
0: okay Let's see here. Um, da, 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 da. Man, the first few minutes of the game were kind of rough because it was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. No one was scoring. And then finally Trell opened it up with the score. Um, but it was just kind of – I was getting kind of worried there. I was like, man, no things going in for either team. What kind of game is this going to be? I was like, here we go. This is going to be a long, long, long game. Um, Let me see what's next here. Um, I have a small note. This is a huge
1: grievance because I think it will work itself out because I think he just hasn't had many of these – in the game situation yet, but mm-hmm. we got to improve on Jalil's free throws because I that, you. he was one of four. And like I said, I think he just hasn't had that many in-game free throws yet. So I'm sure that'll pick up, but especially with the position he's playing, we should be hoping to get him to the free throw line quite often. And mm-hmm. as, our, as our friend in the stand says, they're free, baby. They're
0: free, baby. Um, yeah. I, I agree. I, I'm i glad you wrote that. I mean, you said that because I wrote that down as well. Um, and and you're spot on. I agree wholeheartedly. He just needs more in-game, you know, just more in-game stuff. I mean, he wasn't horrible on his free throws, but definitely improvement needed for sure. Um, I, I You know, I wrote this down during the game because I guess during the game it just felt like he was killing us. But number 25, I just felt like, he was such a great, you know, shooter. And then I looked at his, he was only nine points, four to six, one, three. I, 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 during the game, I felt like he was killing us. Um, it was more so number five and number yeah. double zero. Um, I got
1: a grievance on number zero here. Um, he was like wow. a flopper, flopper big time. Well, he got the tech for it to get the tech for it once. Mm-hmm. Then he got away with it another time mm-hmm. uh, for a foul in Rati. And that that brings me into another grievance. Rati got called for t- two of his three fouls were complete BS fouls because one of them was zero flopping the second time and not getting caught. Mm-hmm. Um, the other time was right before halftime. And I can't remember who it was on their team who shot uh had to be either 0 or 23. But anyway, I uh, was shooting a three-pointer. And literally, Roti just went like this beside him. And the kid fell. And they mm-hmm. called mm-hmm. Fell on the three-pointer to give him three, mm-hmm. three throws. And it was total BS. So two of Rati's three fouls were complete BS fouls.
0: Thank god he missed two of the three. But yes, I agree. Um, <laughs> Speaking of fouls, let's just, I'm just, let's just since you since you brought up the fouls, I'm just going to bring it up. I'm just going to talk about it now. Let me let me go up here. First of all, first of all,
1: yeah, it had to be zero, zero, stupid little flopper, because yeah, they didn't shoot any threes. Ugh, yeah, God. yeah, 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 yeah. It was
0: it was it was zero, hundred percent. Chris Victor, I think he's a great coach, but he was way out of bounds here. He should have been teed up at least one, if not two times. He was talking and yelling and arguing with that one ref so much. And he was way out out of the coach's area and way off onto the court. Should have been teed up. Should have been teed up. And the fact that the refs allowed him to speak like the way he was speaking to them is insane.
1: Y'all already know. I went wild on that one because yeah, number 1, he was he was way out of his box and then when they Damn. told him to go back, the way he was yelling and speaking to that ref, I literally was yelling at the ref. You're going to let him talk to you like that? Like you're going to let him speak to you like that in front of everybody here and you're not going to call it because yeah. That's that is one of my huge rants uh for my my own personal uh connection and expertise of ref. You got to, you got to set a certain level. Of course, sometimes the coaches are going to get upset. They're going to gripe They're going to yell. And, you know, a lot of referees will let a lot of that go. Um, and also, of course, it depends on the, the relationship that you have with that coach. And maybe if you uh, refer them a lot, then they kind of know where the line is. But in in my opinion and my observance of that, it was way over the line and there's got to be a certain level of respect that you as a referee command from the coaches and be like, you're not going to speak like that because you got you got to set a boundary because if you don't and the players see that you're letting the coach go left, right and center screaming at you like that during the game, then they're not going to have any respect for your authority either and Mm-hmm. I just think it can get very messy very quickly if you don't have a certain expectation of respect and restraint. And that yeah, was no.
0: and that was not I, it at all. You you hit the nail on the head. You explained that probably a lot better than I would. Um, but no, I, I agree 100%. The way that he was acting, let me let's just let's just say it this way: If Kyle Keller would have said what he said to the refs and yelled and argued the way that he did with the refs, he would have been teed up immediately. Let's just let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. Because, yeah, does Kyle get upset? And does he argue and kind of yell back? Yeah, but he does not. He didn't. I don't know. I've ever heard him maybe once, maybe say the things. I mean, this guy, Chris Victor, again, I think he's a great coach, but that was over the line.
1: Literally and metaphorically. Because he exactly. was literally outside, way literally off.
0: outside of the box. He was so he was so far outside the box. the box. That's how far down he was. He was in our box. He was. He was on our side of the court. He was almost to our bench. I know. So there's that one, and then I, I, I okay. Let, let, let me let me put a pin in that one. Let me go over the one against. The double, the double foul on Day Day and number twenty-three. I, 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 I understand it, but at the same time, it pisses me off because twenty-three was all over Day Day and pulling his jersey all over him under the basket the entire game. The entire game. How yeah. many? How how many? How many fouls did that guy have? How many fouls? Twenty-three. He fouled out. Good. He should. Only so had two fouls. He had five rebounds. Oh fuck. Okay, yeah, 2 fouls. No, that should be 5 fouls for him. It should be because he was all over day-day the entire game under the under the freaking basket. And the fact that he only got called twice for fouls is bullshit to me. Bullshit.
1: Well, and so whenever I rewatched the game I could tell that it had been happening quite a lot because there was one time where I saw, I literally saw myself on screen in the crowd standing up yelling and you could tell I was yelling. He's grabbing his Jersey right now. I was like, "Beating uh-huh. up. Oh, man. Um, but to segue off that, I just remembered this. I didn't write it on my notes, but there was one foul where the, the, the ref stopped and reviewed it. <clears throat> and it was where, uh, Basically, I think it was kind of a fast break-ish situation, and Trell was running down the court um, to defend, and the guy on their team went to like – Look
0: at my paragraph. I have a whole paragraph about this.
1: So I, I had to rewind it and watch it back a few times, and I'm going to tell you all what I, what I think should have been called. So I don't think it was intentional on either side. I don't, no. I don't think either of them intended to foul or hook arms or anything with the other one. But what did happen inadvertently is the other guy's arm hooked Trell's arm – Mm -hmm. And so then they both kind of drug each other and fell down. And Mm -hmm. after they stopped and reviewed it and all this, whatever, they gave Trill the foul. I know. I think they should have just called a double foul and been done with it because. I
0: agree. Either called no foul or call a double foul because. You couldn't
1: really tell who was the first one who got it started and it was equal on
0: both sides. I mean. The fact that they looked at it to see if it was a flagrant on trell yeah. is bullshit.
1: And I was incensed with that.
0: Bull BS. The fact that they even called it a common foul on trell alone is bullshit. It was if anything no foul whatsoever cuz they both like they both collided. They colli- It wasn't like it was an intentional booking on either side. They both collided on each other and they were both kind of like breaking each other's fall.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was in the they in the replay back, you can see that they, they both. It was just the way they happened to turn at the exact same moment that they just yes. hooked arms, but it it wasn't in, it wasn't intentional on either side.
0: No, it wasn't. And the fact again, the fact that they had the audacity to go and review it to see if it was a freaking flagrant entrel makes me physically ill. Like i I just cannot believe that they thought that that was even remotely a flagrant. If anything, I would have reviewed it to be a flagrant on the other guy. But that's me.
1: Well, and in the moment, I get you probably can tell. Probably did on first glance live in action. It probably did look like it was Trell because he was the defender. Um, But when you reviewed it and I can I can totally get I don't think they would review it and and not call anything. Because when they review, they can only like over. Overthrow the call if it's absolutely completely, uh, yeah, if it's obvious, whatever I'm trying to think of the word, but yeah, uh, for lack of a better word, obvious that it's, um,
0: clear. Yeah, like you have to have, you have to have evidence. It's like a football, you have to well, have,
1: have just not call anything, but I feel like they could have just called it a double foul and been done with it. But- I know, it was,
0: yeah, so that was just extremely irritating. Just the those few fouls that night, and then another thing is, is they missed. Again, I know they're human. I know they're going to miss stuff. But when it's so egregious, it's an absolute – it is so frustrating. How many travels (laughs) that they missed on freaking Seattle was asinine. I just could not get over the fact that they just missed obvious, obvious travels. Whatever. But we have a request. We have a request. We're going to have to message whoever is in charge of the, message, uh, the the music or whatever during the game. We have a request that we would like for them to play Three Blind Mice again whenever I there's a bad call from the refs. I don't think
1: I dreamed it up, but I think they used to do that. Or someone did it at some point in time. I don't know, but I distinctly remember that in my mind, so that would be funny. And while you're talking about it, I have another uh, music request, which came from straight from Richard Parton, because y'all know how much he loves the band. And he's like, Mm -hmm. he's like, you know, the band, he was like, I guess they're like trying to just play more like regular music during dead balls and timeouts or whatever. But he was like, I don't like that because he he even did a little reenactment. He's like, they used to have uh, this girl who was the I don't know what all the terms are, but we'll just say she was the band leader. I don't know. Um, But he was like, you know, you would see her. She would be standing up as soon as she could tell that the, the play was stopped and she's looking back over her shoulder, waiting to see when it was okay to start playing. And then she'd immediately turn and have them start playing. And he was like, there was always, always like the band playing music during dead balls or timeouts or whatever. And he was like, I bet you they only played like twice because they kept playing regular music over the loudspeakers. And he does not like
0: that. Well, Richard the band. I know. Okay. Um, there was another missed call. I'm still going on calls. Hold on. Offensive goaltending, totally missed it. Totally missed and it.
1: And half the crowd was calling it too. So. Oh,
0: I mean, again, blind grandma over in the fifth row was calling it. Um, if number five shouldered and hit Trell with his shoulder any harder, I was going to come down there and whoop his ass. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, didn't appreciate that needs to quit shouldering him towards the end of the game. I saw it. I saw it, number five. I saw it. Um, so we talked we about the twelve out, huh? We synced it. We synced it. I didn't like it. Didn't see it in real time. Saw it on my rewatch. Didn't like it. I rewatched this game. I don't normally rewatch them, but I did for this one. I wanted to have all the things. Um, not a fan of all of our shot clock violations. There was more than one. I hate it. It's so fun to know. I hate it, hate it, hate it.
1: I noted that as well, more shot clock troubles. I don't like that. Uh, yeah, we had, we had several, um,
0: yeah. Um, let's see.
1: They, we let them get too many easy dunks and I do not like to see that.
0: Yeah. I wrote that down. I said, you know, um, lots of back doors and lobs from Seattle towards the end, especially cause I feel like that was the only way they could score at that point. We're just getting back doors and lobs, but I still hate to see it. Um, Got to work on those uh, passes into the lane to Jaleel and Nana. Not necessarily maybe so the passes more so, but Nana and, and Jaleel's ball control and actually like getting the passes and holding on to the ball. You ne- really need to work on that, um, especially when there's a lot of bodies in the paint and they're, it's being contested like pretty heavily. Um, let's see here. Yeah, number 23 on sale is a definite troublemaker. Good God almighty. Um, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, we already talked about Jaleel and his free throws, shot clock violations. Yeah, freaking Chris Victor foul, foul. Duh, 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 duh. Oh, last thing here. Uh, I love that you picked up Nigel after the game because he was player of the game. But please don't hurt yourselves picking up a fucking player, please.
1: Yeah, please. No more on that.
0: I mean, they picked him up and was like throwing him up and down like it was his like it was his bar mitzvah or something.
1: So my my last note is about the end of the game.
0: I have. Is you it the same you'll, note I have?
1: you I don't know. It, it's my biggest pet peeve. Y'all know how much I hate it at the end of the game. Oh, well, okay. Start the fouling to try. To <laughs> okay. Off the clock and hope to get the ball back. Listen, Chris Victor, you're you're an amazing coach. I think you're doing a great job. Obviously, the two years we've been on the wacky, you team at the top. Let me share a little piece of wisdom with you. If you are down by 12 points with 30 seconds left, it's too late to foul.
0: It's too late. Which brings me to my last grievance. I don't appreciate our one ESPN announcer jinxing us or attempting to jinx us with his comments during the last 25 seconds or whatever it is, 12 seconds or whatever the frick it was during the game. <laughs> I, I I understand you're just trying to make conversation at the end of the game, and I know you're just trying to equate the current situation to what something has already happened in the past. But when you say that we have less than a minute left and you've seen a come back from 12 down in 30 seconds, why would you say that? Why are you trying to jinx us? I, I was fuming.
1: Well, all, most sports nuts were pretty superstitious. So maybe just don't.
0: Don't do that. Don't say, well, you know what? I don't know. I've seen AM come back from 12, down from 12 in 30 seconds or less. So maybe Seattle Seattle might be able to do it. What are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? You're literally our ESPN announcer. What are you doing? If you don't have anything constructive to say in that moment, shut your mouth. Like I'm tired of it.
1: We just don't want to be jinxed.
0: I don't want to be jinxed. I'm, I'm very superstitious. I'm very cautious about things. Don't do it. Don't. It's annoying. Check yourself. God. Ugh. Just don't. Dumb dum dumb. Dum. All right. So Jacqueline Well Parton, if you had a, if you had a word, one word to be exact, to describe this game, what would it be?
1: Satisfying.
0: I like it. I'll use a, another S word. Silencer.
1: That's a great one.
0: Yeah, for our boy Trell for the shirt. If you saw it on social media, you saw we you know gave him the shirt at the end of the game. Uh, He came over, got a hug from us, and got his shirt. We took a picture with him. Um, He was stoked, and then he wore it yesterday. And he tagged on it
1: the next (laughs) day. Love to see it.
0: Love to see it. And if you want a silencer shirt, you too can get one on our website. Do it. Um, Yeah, so great win for us. Um, Don't exactly know how that's going to, you know, shake out at the end of the season. Hopefully that will help us out a lot. Um, But obviously we have a lot more games left to go here. Um, We have obviously coming up here a three-game away stretch on the road, Road Warriors. Uh, Our next game is on February the 1st at 8 o'clock. In Las Cruces, New Mexico, um, obviously against New Mexico State, and then we have February fourth, Saturday, seven o'clock, versus Grand Canyon in Phoenix, and then last home or the last away game uh, on that road trip is February eleventh, Saturday, in Enberg, Texas, at UTRGV. So we literally just played them, and then we're going to play them again. Um, so, we turn around. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we won't be back home in the sawmill until February 15th on Wednesday. And that game uh, we will be playing Tarleton State. And then February 18th, which is the uh, Purple Haze Heckler reunion game on the 18th at two o'clock versus UT Arlington. Um, and then we have one, two, three, four more games, games left after that game. Um, and then we'll be in March and, ready for Whack Vegas. So after the Charlton and UT Arlington game, we'll have two more home games after that. And then our last game of the year is in Orem, Utah, versus Utah Utah Valley. And that's going to be another big game. Um, But let's just be honest. Every game until the end of the season is a big game. I don't care who we're playing. If we're playing UT Arlington or playing UTRGV, you're playing, you know, Abilene Christian, Sam Houston. It doesn't matter. Um, all games are big. All games are important. Gotta win, gotta win, gotta win. Um, so, February 26th, that Sunday game, Sunday Funday, we are doing a tailgate at uh, in the parking lot. And if you are interested in attending and coming, please, please, please do. Um, me, I'm meeting with uh, alumni and a few other people this week to hopefully maybe nail down some, um, some things Drinks, free drinks, um, beverages, adult bevies, um, and maybe some food. Got to figure that out as well. And then also gonna get some tents potentially too. So gotta be gonna be a nice little Sunday fun day tailgate. Hopefully get a bunch of people out there and into the game since it's a nationally televised game there on that Sunday, February twenty sixth. And then of course like we were mentioning that weekend before on the 18th is the heckler hayes reunion game weekend which was a lot of fun last year and probably too much fun honestly um but yeah we had a good time for that um trying to think if there's anything else to remind people of other than the normal yeah i think that i think that's it honestly so Make sure you're following us on all the social media sites again, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe on our channel, on our YouTube channel. Um, And then, of course, make sure you're supporting um, My Plates an easy and fun way to support SF Athletics. You can get a one year, three year, five year uh, membership or I guess subscription with your My Plate. You can get personalization, no personalization. Um, It's completely up to you, it's very customizable. Um, just go to www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks, and you can also get a $50 rebate too. Great way to support your lumberjacks and all of the SFA Athletics family. Um, we love our My Plates. People have been, of course, ordering my plates constantly um, because of our, you know, uh because of our plates and because of uh, us doing this on the podcast. And so keep ordering, people, keep doing it. We love it. We love supporting my plates and Sean Kennedy. Um, and then, of course, uh, the last reminder is to anytime you guys are drinking uh, a beer at the game, make sure you're drinking a Purple Lights. Anytime you drink a Purple Lights from Fredonia Brewery, you are supporting SV Athletics. A portion of those sales goes right back to SV Athletics. So make sure that your beer choice is simple. It's Fredonia Brewery and it's Purple Lights because it tastes like victory, baby.
1: It is good. Coming it from is Non-beer drinker. It's. It's definitely good.
0: Yeah. Um, and if you go during uh, the happy hour, Purple Lights happy hour, right before the the game starts, um, you can get it for $3. Can't beat it. Yeah. <laughs> we said that at the same time. You know? Great yeah. minds. Great minds. Yeah. Can't beat it. The best price in town. I mean, literally you can't get a beer for $3, a craft beer at that either for $3 anywhere. So, uh Make sure when you guys go to the games or go to the brewery itself, you order a purple light, you get six packs, all that stuff. All of that is supporting SF Athletics. Woo, man. All right. Right around a minute or a minute, an hour and three minutes. Time to end it, girlfriend. Uh, hope you guys have a wonderful week. Stay warm, stay dry. Hopefully this uh, weather, this rainy weather. I'm good with the cold. It's just the rainy weather makes me just so blah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Cold is fine. Rain is fine. Cold and rain together. I'm not a fan.
0: Bingo. Exactly. I agree. Um, Yeah. Jacqueline and I are getting our uh, WAC Vegas plans kind of nailed down this week and uh, working on getting everything done and ready for that. If you guys are planning on also heading to WAC Vegas, let us know. We would love to hang out with you. Um, Yeah. I think that's it. Kemper. Make sure you haven't told the guys that they have to come give us hugs. Temper, get get on it. We want to give hugs, and handshakes, and high fives after the game to everyone. Temper, you're our guy. Figure it out. Counting on you. Counting on you, buddy. All right. No pressure. None whatsoever. Exactly. All right, everybody. Again, have a wonderful evening. We love you. Thank you for your support. Go order yourself some new Lumberjack game day apparel from our website. Um, and as always, ask some jacks. Without some jacks. See ya.